Rob Lee here from MTR Podcast for Diablo Donuts. Here's the thing, cats and kittens. We all know that 2020 has been a dumpster fire. It's been sour, but donuts are sweet, specifically Diablo Donuts. Diablo Donuts is a small batch artisan shop with local ingredients, a kind staff, and good old-fashioned donuts with a twist. Wrap your lips around the berry cheesecake or the Captain Chesapeake, a caramel obey combo that's just, it's just great. Diablo Donuts is always fresh, always flavorful, and local AF. Hit up 410-DOE and place your order today. Tell them Rob Lee sent you. After seven months of fighting, the civil war in Chateau may have reached the turning point. The capital has just fallen. In December 1994, the forces of freedom will face a power-mad dictator in a struggle for the fate of the world. I don't think so. You'll have to do better than that. Okay. Now, who wants to go home and who wants to go with me? Your punk-ass ninjas can't wait to see the ice break. We're shaking cats and kittens. This is Rob Lee from MTR Podcast, Mastermind Team's Robcast, getting to the truth in his art. And this is neither of those. This is Let's Watch It Again, our movie review podcast. Uh, so for, for, for this first iteration of movies, we're, we're covering movies that either have a video game kind of theme to it, something that pop culture significance. Um, that either are in like an anniversary, like a big kind of like milestone year. And we like to break them down. These are movies we've watched. We've watched over and over again and they mean something to us. They're not always good, but they're, they're something. So with me, I have my man. I have my man. I'm, I'm, I'm always going to call you dirty D, man. You're always D, man. Hey, man. I'm not clean, bro. The mighty Coplay media, Coplay, 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 pull up, check them out. www. What's that address? What's the CoplayMedia.com, man. CoplayMedia.com. Yeah. Catch us on Facebook at CoplayMedia. Catch us up on Twitter, on Instagram. All of them's going to be CoplayMedia. Please check us out, man. We'd love to hear more. See, I like to have my shameless plugs up front. Um, and the reason I wanted to have you on here, sir, you are a uh, big time gamer. You know you the shit. Oh, yeah. And I believe you are a Street Fighter guy, too. Yes, yes. I mean, Street Fighter is like the base of all current fighting 2D, even 3D games of all fighting games. Like everyone uses, everybody knows how to do the Hadouken, the Shuriken, huh? you know, uh, the Spin Dragon, <laughs> the Shukukukukukun, you know what I'm saying? Oh, all that. So, so check it, check it. I'm going to do this real quick. Notice what tattoo I have. What is that? You got the uh, the flag joint on there? What's that? I got the wild shadow loose like M Bison logo. That's <laughs> a tattoo that I have on my body. <laughs> Straight shadow loo, man. So yeah, hey, yeah, villains. Too. Villains, villain shit. Um, so I wanted to talk about this movie. Uh, you and I are we're, we're around the same age, so we were both kids when this movie came out. Um, mm -hmm. it's in its 26th anniversary. Um, this year it'll be uh 26 years old on December like 23rd. This was a Christmas release, <sighs> so the movie is not particularly great, but also. If you look at video game uh, movies that are adaptations of video games, they were not good at this time. So 
previously, and you, and you can tell me if they if if you like it, but if it was good or not, because that's two different things. You're gonna be a fan, yeah, but yeah, then it was trash. So so check it. You had in 1993, you had Super Mario Brothers. Oh, I like that Super Mario Brothers. Uh, I actually liked, but is it a know, good movie though? Yeah, was it a good movie? Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> It was terrible. First of all, I don't like John Leguizamo in pretty much everything. <laughs> and he's good in Spawn. He was good in Spawn, though. Yeah, he was. He was. He was a good violator. He was yeah. an excellent violator. Violator was the best role he played next to, what was it? The Creep? Oh, uh, uh The Pest. Pest was fire. The Pest. The Pest, yeah. His stand-up is good, but him in, like, he was miscast at Super Mario Brothers. Um, Absolutely. Uh, Dennis Hopper also miscast. There were some weird things going on with that movie. Um, in addition to that, uh, I believe this was a year before Mortal Kombat, which we covered previously on this podcast. Uh, my brother, no, me and, me and Torrin covered it. Um, so that went the way that it did. And you know what? For sake of argument, loosely, we had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which had games out at the time. Um, so, you know, it, it was a really interesting atmosphere at that time for uh, uh movies that were based on video game properties. They didn't get a lot of respect and certain things really didn't translate. And some some of the things still remain. Like you look at movies from like what Blood Rain and things like that. Like whoever directed those at German dude, uh I guess his name is Yul Bowl. Well, yeah, Blood Rain, you're talking about the movie Blood Rain? Those his movies are all trash. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like uh like Shaun of the Dead trash too. Like I it's like Shaun like, of the Dead though. Shaun of the Dead's good. It, it's got the graphics yeah. of Shaun of the Dead. What made Shaun of the Dead good was the funniness. Like Shaun of the Dead had that had that world class heel yeah. kind of hilarity going on. You know, it is dumb. So so with um. So, and, and I'll, and I'll, and we'll get into this particular movie because I don't want to belabor too much on it, but I think, you know, when it comes to fandom, you, you have a degree of excitement. And I think Street Fighter and, um, Mortal Kombat, because they had a big, they had some significance in arcades because arcade culture was a thing in the early to mid nineties. I don't know when it died out. Maybe that's something that I can, you know, reach out to you on or when that kind of died down a bit, but I feel like, they made attempts. I remember my first knowledge of the Street Fighter movie wasn't in a trailer because we don't have that same culture as far as how movies are presented. It wasn't in TV spots. It was via the soundtrack. Ice Cube and a bunch of rappers were on the soundtrack for this thing. And the same thing kind of applies for like Mortal Kombat. I didn't see a trailer for Mortal Kombat initially. I saw that, that, that fucking, te- I heard that techno test your might. Fuck. I was like, oh, oh, so this is what we're doing. <laughs> so yeah, that song did go hard. That that it, it whole very hard. song made the movie. Yeah. So let me let me go over my notes and what have you, and we'll get into some topics related to the to the movie and what our thoughts are and all of that good stuff. So here's the plot. Simple because it's very one dimensional. It's not a lot of work being done here. Um, Colonel Guile and various other military um martial art heroes fight against the tyranny of dictator M Bison and his cohorts that is the plot of this friggin movie that sounds about right yeah so the movie um came out in 1994 uh December of 1994 christmas release and uh it starred Jean-Claude Van Damme who he he was coming off of a really good period of time a lot of stuff going Jean-Claude coming out I was killing it back he was killing it so hard they made him american Look, don't, we're going to talk about that. And we have Raul Julia in, um, in what would be his last film. And you remember Raul Julia from Adam's Family and a bunch of other stuff. But as far as what we would have known him for, he was Gomez Adams. Yeah. That was his, did he die? He died while filming. He died at the end of filming. So he was sick on set the entire time. Uh, he had, um, stomach cancer. He had stage four stomach cancer. So it was like, um, and there's a lot of talk around. It was a head scratcher, right? He's a really good classically trained actor. Uh-huh. And it's like, why are you working with the likes of this cast? And if you recall, he blows people off the screen in his scenes because he's that good. But in the only reason he did the movie, his kids were big fans of the game. And it gave him opportunity to be with his kids and do something great for him. And in the end credits, 
the, the movie is dedicated to him because he, exactly. he died shortly after the movie was finished. Um, let's see. So here's the thing. Now, who, who's the developer of the game? Capcom? Yes. Capcom had full say on casting and mm-hmm. just everything had to be run through them before any like film decisions were made. So they pushed for Jean-Claude Van Damme being cast. And my thing is like, why would they push for Jean-Claude Van Damme? Like Jean-Claude Van Damme as Guile? (laughs) They don't have a French fighter because he's very French or or he's very Belgian. So uh, one of the things I, I listened to in a, in another review of the movie is that, Capcom wanted to have all of their characters. And I don't know which Street Fighter we were in because I think we were at Street Fighter 2, but all of those other iterations like Hyper Ultra. They were at, yeah, Turbo Ultra or whatever because DJ was in there. So, So they wanted every character in the movie. They wanted to have 15 main characters in this movie. And there's already too many for what we got, right? Yeah. It's just like, we get Balrog's hairline for a bit. We get, we get E-Honda. Giddy Honda, you get Blanca's character development of turning into a monster. Look, man. Um, so like the movie had a, um, three, uh, $35 million budget and a quarter of it, uh, went to Jean-Claude Van Damme, whose asking price was eight million at that time. Raul Julie, I think got like six. So the majority of your money went to your two leads, right? So yeah. that's not actor budget. That's budget for the full film. So they needed to shoot in certain places. So you have to work around it. Like, how do you get these things here? And the other thing to consider, and it, it had a really big troubled production, right? So as I mentioned before, Raul Julia was super sick. Like, you know, he has cancer on set. So uh they are shooting out of order so he can kind of bulk up and kind of put weight back on because you can't have him, you know, trying to be like, Bison is I'm not a small dude. I thought he was wearing like one of those body suits. I thought he was covered up because he had like the fake muscle suit on. Like I, I thought that was what was really going on. Like, um, he, he's, 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 he is tall though, but you can't have like a person that's doing chemo and shit like that. You know what I mean? So they were shooting out of, out of order to do all of the dialogue stuff and then do the fight scene. Raul Julia did his own fight scenes. Wow. You know, Ooh. all of that. Um, with the stomach cancer and all, like still yes. getting. So the movie had really negative reviews, shaded, you know, and it made 99 million worldwide, made 33 in the U.S. and 66 abroad. And part of that, I think, is attributed to having a international cast. Um, so Steven Seuss is the director. His credits include Commando, Die Hard, and uh, 48 Hours. Mm-hmm. And each one of these, they're action movies. Yeah, other credits, but each one of these are action movies with some comedy and those comedic elements work. This was, I think his directing debut. He got hold out. Let's, let's just call it what it is because um, you got Capcom. You got to do that. You got to deal with Jean-Claude Van Damme being a hot boy, which we'll talk about a little bit more and just plagued with production issues, lots of production issues. So some of the production issues include, like I was saying, they had the shot shoot out of order. So generally the understanding I get is you shoot the, um, you shoot the dialogue first and then the action. So you could do that later. So people can actually get trained on some of these fighting styles because what's the thing in more in, in street fighter. Everyone has different fighting styles. Yep. Everyone has the same fighting style in the movie. They do their kind of hyper moves. You know, you have the hundred hand slap, you have a really loose Hadouken, where we will also talk about. Yeah, it's the loosest duke ever, man. It was like, it, it was like, first of all, there were no supers. Like, yeah. they had guns. They you know ran out, so they ran out of budget. So they, that's the only thing they could do. They could just have a quick flash. That's what they put in there for the high duke. Yes. That's literally in the fucking, uh, uh, of, uh, or history for the, this movie. Um, you know what? It's like they took it from Mortal Kombat. You know how Mortal Kombat, just yeah. at the end where he gave that, that fire thing right there? Stop. It looked like stop. that. Yes. Um, you have, you had, you, uh, 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 John Claude did two flash kicks in the movie though. Mm-hmm. He did two of those, but you didn't have the flourish. So everything was kind of like sullied down. Um, also Ken's, uh, the uppercut that he threw was trash. Ooh. He Wait. didn't jump. He was standing. 
Uh, first of all, that is a tiger uppercut. You know what I'm saying? Because he didn't jump. Yeah, it's just like. Eh. <laughs> yeah, it was just a standing uppercut, like just. Now I get it. You know now. Now all of Bice's shit was on full point. He did a psycho driver. He did all his shit. Bruh, yeah, that's spinning. So he did, so he really did. He was rigged that up. Spinning kick. That's tight. So, um, so you, you have all of the things that are going on with it and some of the budget issues, you know, because mm-hmm. you have a lot of the money front loaded, right? To two actors and it resulted in some of the choices that they made. So do you know what John Claude, uh, passed on to do Street Fighter? Do you know what movie he passed on? Uh, I think it was, was it Mortal Kombat? It was, that was Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat. It has to have to be Guile. Honestly, honestly, I think the guy who ended up playing it would have been better because he, he had the whole, first of all, nothing against John <laughs> Claude. You know what I'm saying? Nothing uh-huh. against him at all. Huge star at the time. He sold the movie, by the way. Huge star. He's like, on I, the poster. <laughs> No one probably would have saw it if he wasn't in there. But as a gamer who knows, uh huh, Guile, uh huh, he don't even look like Guile. Yo, he they didn't even give him a wig. He doesn't have that. Well, you you can't do that. That's just not going to happen. But even you the tattoos are cheesy. Yellow. You could at least dye his hair like blonde or something. No, it's not blonde. It's not blonde. It's like a dirty blonde. It's like a not really blonde. <laughs> it's kind of a kind of a blonde. <laughs> it's, it's like a kind of a brown haircut. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like that's true. <laughs> that's true. And he's very French. It's like, yo, your accent, sir. It's like now, now, okay, check it, check it. So, bro, you're not even trying. He gets married, um, because he had a lot of things going on. He gets married before uh filming starts. And then he immediately is like, I'm going to Thailand, which is where they're filming part of the movie, right? And this motherfucker was out every night just getting loose. At the time, he had a $10,000 a week. And this is from like the oral history. This is on imdb.com and all of this shit. And this is confirmed by the director. It's like, yeah, he kind of just didn't show up certain days on set because he was out partying the night before. And he had a $10,000 a week coke habit. And it's a lot of regret that's been mentioned since, right? And also, his wife was like there while he was filming and he His was, wife was there? Yes. He, so that was happening, right? And he was in a relationship, he was in a, an affair with um Kylie Minogue who played Cammy. So who's bad? Who is? So interesting thing about that. She was cast in the movie off of a LARF, right? So the Souza was flying and looking for like a new location to film one of the sequences, right? Mm-hmm. And the sequence, I think they ended up filming in Australia and Australia was like, you know, if you want to, if you want to film here kind of for a discount, you need to have an Australian actor in this movie. That's why she was cast. Cause she's Australian. Oh, that's cool. uh, they were running out of money. Um, so it was one dude who was like brought in to be the stunt coordinator to help with like some of the stunt work and all of this different shit. Mm-hmm. They end up making him second half like director. Because like I was saying, they shot some things for like the dialogue scenes. They shot in one place and then the action scenes, they saw so well because of Van Dab's fuckery. They were so behind schedule. It's like, all right, John Claude is in the scene. Eh, he ain't making it today. Dude. He's going to have to talk around him. Dog. He, well, even at the fight scenes though, you can't not, you can't fight without him in the scenes. So. That's true. He said some wild shit of my muscles aren't as uh, big as I want them to be today, so I'm not going to really make it in today. I'm kind of working my muscles out. Hey, man, for $8 million, y'all already gave, y'all already promised him the Yo, money. You can't say nothing, you know what I'm saying? It's like, wild. So um, now later in the movie, because they were behind and wrapping some things up and kind of figuring certain things out, Van Damme helped him with the stunt coordination because no one was trained. No one got any training to do their fight scenes despite wanting them to like not really having stunt people. So it's like, I need you to act like, you know, Muay Thai Sagat and, you know, throw this knee and notice Sagat only throws punches. And he does yeah, not he throw did. one knee. Sagat boxing all through that shit. <laughs> yes. Just throwing blows like that's Well, I guess that brings into the, uh, brings me into a question that I wanted to ask is like, yeah. What character was most like the actual character? So, so we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I want to wrap up a few things before we get to that. Uh, so I, um, the movies play production issues we talked about for a bit. Um, uh, in 2010, um, the film was ranked 27th 
out of the 50 worst films ever created per Empire. Um, and this was Jean-Claude Van Damme's first PG-13 rated movie. Now, the movie was initially rated R, so they had to do another cut. And then they they cut too many things out of the movie, and they dropped it down to like a G rating. And then they added some stuff in there. It was PG, and they said, look, we need to be PG-13 because teenagers, video game audience, right? So it's a scene where Jean-Claude Van Damme is – um, where Gal is, uh, taking a rope to get into Vice's hideout. And he says, four years of ROTC for this shit. That's what got it into being PG 13. That one line, which they put in after they finished everything, made it PG 13. That's whack, man. But I mean, that's what they wanted it to be. So they just put it in there like, what is going to get us over? Because there's no real blood in the movie. If you look at it, you know, you have a few things, but nothing like, like Vega has a weapon that stabs people. He does no work. He stabs no one. He stabs no one. Like no one even gets grazed. Like I don't think my man even like clawed at anybody. He he has killed three punching bags in the movie, but no person, no person was stabbed. Uh, You know who else was whacking there? You know who did pretty much nothing? DJ. Well, he's a, he's a, he was you. He's a computer guy. He's just like, yeah, you know, I'm doing this. <laughs> he's like, he paid me a fortune. I was like, wow. So, so to, to your point, back to your point. Um, one of the things you mentioned, um, is who was most like, so we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into our favorite characters from the movie who I think mm-hmm. were, were worked for the adaptation and what are some of our favorite scenes from the movie. Um, okay. so, um, who who do you have in mind as far as who worked or who was your favorite character and who kind of worked as far as an adaptation? They may not have been your favorite character, but their presentation worked. Uh, Chun-Li worked for me. Chun-Li was appropriate. Chun-Li was hot. Chun-Li was, was an undercover spy, which played into it. She yep. hated M. Bison because he killed her dad. And that is part of the story of why she's there. She's chasing a uh, shadow Lou or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. As far as story wise, like it was actually the most coherent for her and, uh, everything that was going on with the story supported her role of working. What was it in CIA or something like, uh, let's just say Interpol for sake of argument. Yeah. Yeah. It was like Interpol or something like that. And yeah. I think that she just worked. She worked. Yeah. yeah. Who else? DJ was hilarious. Yo, like DJ ain't do. He, uh, he was wild. <laughs> Anything. He's just there for just comedy. You know what I'm saying? Like to find out that DJ is really the IT guy. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious, man. Like I just set this stuff up, man. (laughs) I'm taking these bison dollars, man. I'm going to Jamaica. It's like you mean we're going. Oh man, I love that part where Zangief is like, "You got paid?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Zangief was a decent one. Zangief worked and Zangief, the guy that plays him, I think is actually, was actually a wrestler at the time, which mm-hmm. is what the character is. Yep. So that worked out. He was big. He was dumb. I think he had some scars on him. That's all you really need. And his whole, the thumbs up like this made me mm-hmm. laugh every time. <laughs> um, any, anybody else that you, you need any other thoughts you had on that? Um, so Ryu and Ken. <sighs> I don't one know. One worked, one didn't. <laughs> yeah. So, so Ryu worked for you, right? Yeah. Um, and Brian Mann has been in a few other things. Um, he had a weird casting thing. He tried out multiple times. Uh, and he was cast late. I think he wanted to be Fei Long because the actor actually might be Chinese. I'm, I'm not sure about that, but I know that he tried out multiple times right. and he really wanted to be involved. Ken did not work for me. Ken was weak. Ken was whack. Ken was like a, 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 a like a bitching ass teenager joining along. You know what I'm saying? Just like, are we there yet? Where are yep. we going? Can we do this? I don't know. We got to shoot him. And then they're shooting. I'm like, why are you guys shooting? You guys, you guys are supposed to be like martial artists. Well, they're they're hustlers, so I can give them that. Like, how do you work these two guys? And as far as I give some license to movies when it's because we, we all know that movies, comics, video games, there's a degree of campiness, retconning, all of that different shit. So that's a piece of it. Um, but as far as what they were working Wasn't, with, I thought Ken was always rich. Like in the story, Ken is 
swimming in money. Now, now, and and that's the thing. It's just like you know they tried to touch on that late when he was he was only after money. So maybe he lost his riches. They could have touched on that. They could have made that a thing. But you know, there's a few things in in I, I watched it today. So it's a few things that I don't think kind of helped the movie. The movie is mm-hmm. under two hours. It's like an hour and forty minutes. Yeah. Um, which is a good runtime, I think. Um, I, I, so the characters I think work before we get past this, this thing. Um, I agree. Zangief worked, um, like a lot. Uh, Chung Lee worked. Cammy, although in a small amount, she worked. I mean, right, it, Cammy, it, it hot white girl. That's all you had to be. Um, and I got to give him credit with all of the shit that was going on. And he's the only actor, in my opinion, and really in the movie, Bison worked. I mean, he, so in terms of research, right? Raul Julia looked at dictators. He was doing dictator speech the entire time. He took that shit, even, even for a video game movie, he took it to some degree of like seriousness and he was just talking wild shit. I'm like, like when he levitated initially, and he was like, "And I will strike thy down." And I was like, "Wow, fuck!" I remember when he was talking to Chun Li, and he was talking about killing her dad. And it was Tuesday for him. Yo, he was just like, "Yeah, that was the greatest time of your life." That was simply a Tuesday for me. <laughs> I was like, yeah. "Fuck!" I'm sorry. I don't remember any of it. You don't remember? For you. The day Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. That was awesome. He's like, for me, it was a Tuesday. Like, uh, like to say something like that to someone who wants to kill you, you know, so, and you still was planning on smashing. Like he was still planning on smashing. He had his Hugh Hefner smoking jacket on and shit with the, with still with the with the Bison fit on. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that so oh, man, there's, there's a lot of dubbing going on in the movie too. I don't know if you notice it. So you, I don't know if you heard this character named Captain Sawada. No. He, he, became, he became, so he was made specifically for the movie and the actor's name is Sawada. He was originally cast, I think to be Ryu, right? But mm-hmm. his English was so bad that they were like, we can't dub all of Ryu's talking parts. So let's just dub his stuff because there's a scene where Cammy is talking about the plan with the, uh, it was some plan that they were going to have. And, oh, when the assassin comes there to try to kill, bite, try to kill a guy earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Cammy, and none of Sawada's stuff is on screen. You, you hear him talking, but his face is not on screen when he's talking. It's a blatant dub. Um, John Claude. Jean-Claude Van Damme trying to rile up the troops. I'm going to kick that son of the bitch's bison's ass. So hard that the next bison wannabe is going to feel it. I was like, what the fuck is happening? My man sounds so boring. Dude, yeah. when he was like, bison, take a look at yourself. And he like does the fisting thing. And I, I think like, one time, like, he hit, he hit bison <laughs> and then like zoomed in on the America tattoo. Nick, yo. <laughs> and it was so, a, such a trash tattoo. It's like, is that out of a gum machine? Like, did they paint this on? Like, did they put that tattoo there just for the punching scene Yo. so he could flex and be like, yeah, America on your ass? I like, feel like the lines that make up the white part of the American flag were not made out of ink. I feel like they were made out of coke. It's like, look, Rand needs a bump on set. It needs to come back because he's on one in some of these scenes. In some of the scenes, he doesn't give a shit. And the other thing they mentioned about him, his ego was running wild like Hulkamania. It's like you can't have coked up ego and then just smashing your co-host, I mean, co co I mean, uh, co star. Because because when did Kumite come out? Because in my opinion, that that whole that whole Kumite movie was like the best movie. Are you talking about um Kickboxer? That's like in the uh, late eighties, I believe. Nah, nah. Was it was it Kickboxer? Damn, that's such a stupid. It was either name. Kickbox or Bloodsport. It was one Bloodsport. of the two. Bloodsport, Bloodsport, I believe, was eighty eight. 88, in my opinion, that was like the best movie he ever did. So this is, I think, as the wheels are starting to come off. Um, so, and we'll, we're probably going to cover it for, um, in a future episode. One of my favorite movies is Double Impact with the twin Van Dams. Yeah, that's a good one. Actually. Me and my brother love that fucking movie. And the, the trailer says this, double the Van Damage. It is so strong. Uh, so let's see. Okay. 
Now, so we, we touched on that. Those are the people I think that work in it. I, I think the, I think the plot is very simple. And I think mm-hmm. that that's effective that you don't need all of this shit. They could have did a tournament, but I think Capcom nixed that. They didn't want the tournament idea, which is smart because it's basically just, but it's, it's before Mortal Kombat. So they could have jumped on that. And, you know, but the thing that didn't work is in his budgetary constraints, but not seeing the supers, not seeing any of the moves actually, or seeing a watered down version of it, it kind of is a little shitty. Um, it, it kind of took it down. You know what we didn't talk about? Uh, Blank. He was trash. He was the worst. He was the what? Are you, what is this guy him, doing? Him, him and him and Dalsine, both of them were trash. Trash, terrible. <laughs> like they should have just never had him in there. The mind altering lab was trash. How did he become bald? Didn't he have a full head of hair earlier? Like it just didn't make any sense with it whatsoever. So I feel as if they were forcing those two characters. Yeah, and I would have wanted. I, I don't know what I, whatever I wanted there. And they, and they minimize the amount that's there, but they try to have that Charlie, my friend fucking storyline and shit. And I didn't need it. Um, who, okay. Question for that time, what character would you have liked to have seen added and who would you like to see removed from the movie that did no work that you're like, all right, I can take him out and let me replace him with this guy. I mean, Definitely, definitely take out Blanka because Blanka was one a bad story that they were trying to fit in. They tried you to know, fit shit in there, yeah. looking like a knockoff Hulk for real. Yeah, you know, and I would say that, like, from my perspective, he was the downside of it. As far as like who I would like, what like who I'd want to be in the movie. Who, who would you want to add? But ha- have this one caveat there. We can't change the story though, because there are people you can add in there, but it changes the story structure a little bit. Cause like you could throw Faye Long in there, but like, where does he fit? You know what I mean? As far as what, what's, what's there. Cause I think Blanca is glaring that he could just come out. Yeah. Yeah. Blanca, you, you can save a good 15 minutes. Take him, his story, all that shit. Him just, and Dalsim both can come out. That's two out. people. And the only reason that you would keep Blanca in it and it didn't happen, if, if he did the electrical thing, if he got in a ball and electrocuted someone, then the way that they depicted him, I'm happy with it because I saw a fire move. Yeah. I'd be happy with that. Cause I don't think he electrocuted anybody. Did he, he did? He only thing he did was yoke somebody up and like electrocute him, right? No. He didn't, I, he didn't use no, did he do a spinning attack? He didn't, he didn't no do, he didn't, so Bison was going to use him to kill all of the hostages. He wanted to walk. That's also stupid, yeah. And that's fine. They could have just said, we're just going to shoot all the hostages. It, it, it was worked in there for no reason, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could have just shot him. They were shooting at everything else. Yeah. So who would you bring in there? Who would you put in? Does it have to be from Street Fighter Turbo? It, it had to have been there. In the canon by because you know who I'm thinking about. There was an Indian guy who was a part of that that cast back then. Not 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 of the movie of the video game. Yeah, like yeah. Who, who was it? Was it Hawk or something like that? T Hawk was already there. T Hawk was in there too. He was with um. He was uh, second in command. He was the dude that had the bandage on his head the entire movie. He was with Guile. Oh, that was supposed to be T Hawk. Yeah. Yeah. Did he have any tomahawks? He didn't, but he had the vest on um, when they stormed the place and he put a bandana on. Yeah, it's a little loose. That's real. It's a little loose. That, that, that. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what I would go with. That 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 would be what I would go. With. I don't know. I can't think of a good one. What about you? Um, I'm I'm gonna look real quick because I I I need I need somebody in there. I you know I kind of almost want to say I need a real Sagat because I'm a Sagat guy and. I didn't get him. Uh, uh, I think they did terrible on Balrog too. Balrog was simply a black guy. Look, like, no, no, no. <laughs> he, he, he had boxing gloves. He had boxing gloves. Um, you know, you know who you could put in there? Um, they could do an angle that you still have all of the stuff there. Akuma pops up. Oh, wow. I can't believe I didn't think of Akuma or Sakura. See, oh, that, that, both of, both of those can pop up. And I think we're good. We're, we're good. We can work them in. We, we can't have like Akuma being like, he could be like the actual big bad, 
but it doesn't change it too much, but he's there, which sets up a sequel. You just need an yeah. appearance. He doesn't need to have like big role, but he has to pop up in there, set up an appearance. It's like, oh shit, who's the actual guy? Like post credit oh, scene? Like you called it right there. Just one raging demon, one yeah. raging demon move at the end uh-huh. that everybody would be ready. And you know what would be really fire? Because they can lean into the video game thing. You know, when you loot, when you die in the game and it's like, you got a coin to put in at the end of the credits, mm-hmm. you have that. And then you just see Akuma walk in there, show his back. Done. Yeah. Fire. Fire. That, 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 I would sign up for, for that. Like, I would be down for that, definitely. Uh-huh. Um, uh, let's see. What else we have? Um, so I think that that works. Back, back to Balrog real quick. So his, his, hey, yo, man, his, his haircut was terrible, bro. Now he was a boxer. You got to give him that. Cause he did throw the punch at the dude. He knocked him out and they did do that stupid dubbing. Well, then what about those hostages? I was like, what the fuck? Honda was fire though. And the idea of making him Hawaiian, it worked. Hawaiian Honda was actually like, now that was actually a really nice spin that they put on it. Like yeah. he definitely worked. Yes. And if the fight with him and Zangief was fire, by the way, even good. though yeah. they had the Godzilla thing going on at one point, I was like, all right. I mean, but that was kind of more of the funny part of it. Like that, that was funny. I just feel as if, you know, like I wish there was less shooting and yes. more actual fighting. And I think that by not having a tournament, you're kind of, you're kind of forcing characters to get shot at. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know what? I got an idea. You know what? You know where they could have did it? They could have kept, they could have had less shooting. They could have spent more time in, cause they did have a little bit of a tournament. When Vega was fighting and we first see Ken and Ryu in that club, you could have had Fei Long in that club and he's one of the guys fighting. Yep. That and you could just worked. have him beat the shit out of somebody and it's like, yeah, that's the, the guy Fei Long. You don't need to have him in there further than that, but you know, for what we saw with, uh, Vega being a cage fighter and that established it. I feel like we didn't give a, we don't give enough credit to Vega. Vega was fine in it and he only had four lines in the movie. Vega he was, was a little fine. too pretty though. He was too pretty. But that was the, that was the thing about Vega is that he sure. wore a mask because he thought he was pretty. And yeah, I think he actually is a martial artist too. The guy mm-hmm. that played him. Um, so I think there's a way to work Fei Long in there and a really good way to work Akuma in there. Um, Balrog, you could have taken him out too. Um, like out, he yeah. works with Cammy and that's fine, but also, you know, they could have had something like when, when he's in, when him and E Honda are being tortured, right? Cause the guy's mm-hmm. whipping E Honda. Cause they say, yeah, you know, I remember we used to do training like this to see if we can, cause they talk about E Honda, I'm sumo, so I can block out pain. But if Balrog would have said something to get him over as a boxer, we, it's just like somehow this nigga has boxing gloves later in the movie. I'm like, what are you doing? Where'd you I get these carry, from? I carry them in my pocket. You never know. And they hit the, hit the wall cut off and shit. It's just, yo, just make them bald. Just give them yeah. a bald head. Black guys do well yeah. with bald heads. Yeah. Like whatever he, they put on his head, that shit was not working, man. That shit was like, <laughs> it was like a bunch. It was an M. <laughs> yeah. It just looked like a, you ever seen a sponge that's just been used too much? Yes. It just looked like that. It, it, his, his hair did not work at all for me. Uh, and even then, like, I just like, who's the black guy? This nigga needs to go. Um, all right. So we, we touched on that. We touched on, um, some of the things in there, characters and all of that, but let's, I think we kind of stepped on a little bit, but let's cover it now. Um, what scenes in it do you think were your favorite? What's your favorite scene? If you need a second, I can give you mine. I'm going to take a second, yeah. So, my favorite scenes are pretty much most of Raul Julia, by the way. Yeah, um, yeah. I was, I was going to say, like, the part where he was talking the shit to Candy was Yeah, to, to, to Shung Lee was fire. Um, pretty much his entire... The, so, when they get there to Bison's place, all of that is fire to me. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a few things that are a little loose, but most of it is fire. Uh, his, his speech, his speech and talking to, uh, Guile and their fight, all that is good. That's like my favorite sequence there. Are you men enough to fight with me? Anyone who opposes me will be destroyed. Colonel, you can't! Oh yes, I can. Just take the hostages out. 
If I'm not topside in 15 minutes, evacuate without me. Um, one really funny thing was when he tried to blow up the boat and he had like a Street Fighter arcade game and he was using that to shoot at the boat, which was a good, a good scene. That was tight. Do you remember Bisonopolis, the, the town he created? And he was like, yeah, all mm-hmm. the uh, vendors want to get in. I was like, wow. The man's getting into branding, man. You know, he, he was definitely an entrepreneur with it. Um, one, uh, one final, the final scene in the movie is probably the best scene in the entire movie. Are you talking about when Bison and, uh, uh Guy fight? After Bison, after Guy gets out and the building blows up, Bison's headquarters blows up and everyone is in that victory pose. That's a mm-hmm. fire scene. Cammy turns around, ass cheeks out, fucking, uh, yes. Lee jumps up and shit. Everyone is in their pose. Gal's doing the douchey, look at my abs. I was like, oh, all of this is fire. <laughs> that's the best part of the fucking movie. The, 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 yeah, the pre-credit scene is the best part of the movie. And she's, she's even got the perfect thing with her hands yes. in the air like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got that? Even your boy Balrog tries to redeem himself. He has us all like, ah, oh, I won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you couldn't like, you know, you don't have any of the villains in this, so it's all the, uh, with the exception of, uh, Zangief, but he formed right. a villain, and his, he had a, you know, Zangief is probably one of the, the sleeper MVPs of this movie, by the way. You know what? Well, he was funny. He was definitely like bringing the comedy. He definitely matched well as a character, and plus him being a wrestler just made the, the whole thing even better. He, he, so, okay, so let's do it that way. I, I think, I think, I think the scenes are the scenes. I think we, I think we can agree on the scenes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can cut out maybe, like, if you cut out the espionage scene, like, I want you, I, I get it that you need to have Chung Lee as a spy or what have you, but there were like two espionage scenes with Chung Lee, the one with the dancing. I did, one of those can go either her breaking into and finding out Gao wasn't dead or her breaking into Bison's place. One of those gotta go. Yeah. And it's probably Absolutely. the one with Guile because I think the breaking into uh Bison's thing gets her in the palace and that's mm-hmm. where everything kind of happens. So I think that and cutting out Blanca and Dalcine scenes, that takes you down to about an 80 minute movie and you can put that post credit scene with Akuma I was talking about in there, fire. Um now they did do that that sequel which was not good. The Legend What's of Chung they did a, the Legend of Chung Lee in 2009. Bison was a businessman. Um, you're gonna love this. You're gonna love this. So who was the, um, the, like the old master from like the first Street Fighter? The old master from like the Jin? first? I think his name is Jen, maybe? Yeah. You know, that was played by Robin Shu, who is, uh, Liu Kang from Mortal Kombat. This movie. It looks terrible, is, doesn't it? It's so terrible. So Yo, I've never seen a movie at five percent at Rotten Tomatoes. So Doug, now look at now look at a regular Street Fighter. Look at like ninety four Street Fighter. Now you would think they the, no. So look at that. Look at ninety four Street Fighter. I'm gonna look at the budget for the Legend of Chung Lee. Did they have a higher budget? Did they have a higher budget? Uh huh. They had to. They had they had Michael Clark Dun- Michael Clark Duncan. He was Balrog. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Now that was a much better Balrog. You know what I'm saying? Like, so this, this movie, so the budget for the legend of Chung Lee was 18 million. So half of the budget of the first movie, it made 13. Dang. Worldwide. (laughs) Dang. You hate to see it. Uh, (laughs) I'm looking at it right now. Like I'm looking at it and you know what it reminds me of? What's that? Electra. And it wasn't good. And Electra, I don't like that movie. Yeah, that movie was terrible. What are you talking about? Electra was trash, Duh. bro. Back to back years, I want to see Electra and Catwoman as service to my girlfriend, and they were both movies that came out around my birthday. So these were my birthday movies. I'm sorry. I'm and sorry. Catwoman is better than Electra. I like Catwoman better than Electra because you get it's it's a lot of unintentional comedy, especially that <laughs> basketball scene. Yeah, that basketball scene was was terrible. So, um. Let's see. Uh, could you redo this movie? Now, granted, uh, what I was getting at is that sequel happened. Let's forget that. Could you redo the movie? And who would you cast as Guile? Because I think that that's a big recast right there. Because it, Van Damme kind of fucked this movie up a little bit. 
he sells it moving, but he also fucks it up. So it's like a zero sum game kind of, you know, you know who would really actually play like a decent guy. Um, you ever watch that show supernatural? Justin Eccles. Yeah. 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 Dean would be a straight guy. Oh, he, he, you know, you give him a little bit of a little of bit a of a little hair. Yeah. A little bit of a, like know, a pompadour. Just a little bit, not a lot. You yeah. know, just enough where he'd be like, I know that. I know that nigga's guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know who would have worked in 1994? Who? Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell would definitely work. Because he can grow a lot of hair. Mm-hmm. You give him a crew cut. You paint it blonde. Boom. <laughs> And the thing is, he comes off as a military guy. Mm-hmm. And he's not that much older than Van Damme. Like, Van Damme just turned 60. Uh, Kurt Russell's 69. Van Damme is 60? Yes. We're, we're old now. So they're old. <laughs> it's just, it's just surprising sometimes still. Like, like, damn, I am this old. It, it would have, I think it would have worked. Uh, who would you cast as Bison? And you know what? I already know who you cast as Bison. Just to make it supernatural. Cast <laughs> Sam <laughs> as Bison. <laughs> Cause he's tall, you know, like he's 6'4. He would work perfectly for, I mean, I'm gonna I kick am, your I ass, am. bro. <laughs> Carry <laughs> on my wayward son. <laughs> Fucking love supernatural. Yo, I, I was about to say, I love that show. Like that show went hard, bro. Yeah. I'm a fan, big fan. Yeah, yeah. Eleven, like, what are they at? Like the eleventh season? Fifteenth in its ending. God damn. Yeah. Um. Now, the, here's the point of contention as we talked about it. Now, granted, I don't. I think you can do a Street Fighter movie. It doesn't have to be a remake per se. Uh-huh. Uh. Quickly, what do you think the premise is? And do you try to put Blanca in it? Because we are now 26 years removed from what we initially saw. So we is can do still, a lot. Is it still Street Fighter? Is like, is it still based on Street Fighter 2 um, dimension level world or can it's, I? It's based on Street Fighter. It's based on the characters that exist as of now, but you can only put eight characters in the movie. And Gao and Bison have to be one in the first two characters. Okay. Okay. So if I'm bringing in, so I can use all, all Street Fighter, right? Any, anybody you want, but those two are already picked. So you got six characters to work with. Well, I got six characters that I got to work with. So, uh, I'm going to bring in Alex okay. because he was just really big then. I'm a huge fan of Ibuki, okay. who I think would be like a good counter for Chun-Li. Um, so that I means, got, two. that means Chun-Li has to be in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, fuck. Never mind. It's hard, isn't it? Nah, fuck Chun Li. We're keeping. We're having Abuki replace Chun Li. Okay. Uh, so that's Alex Abuki. Who else would I put in there? Uh, uh, what's his name? He was exactly like um. Uh uh uh. Dang, like. Jeez, what was his name? He was like um. It wasn't guy, was it? Guy, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have Guy in there. Uh-huh. Guy would replace Ryu and Ken. We don't get, even get need both them. of them out of there. Get them both out of there, and then we're gonna be ending with the main character as being Akuma because that's who we really want to see anyway. So, so let's see. We got we got five people. So, so you got you got Guy, Akuma. Who else? Uh, Guy, guy Bison, a big Ibuki. Um. Who else? I would also add in there Birdie. <laughs> Birdie. Birdie would be funny. Birdie would be funny. Mega and Man fills in that Zangief role. Zangief role too. Uh, instead of the Zangief role, that uh, that oily dude. You know who I'm talking about? The oil dude. Yeah. I mean, because this is how I feel about it, right? Like, I feel as if you're going to bring in Street Fighter One, you're going to have to do some things to. Because I just looked at it and that chick that sh- that Legend of Chun Li yes. played by I think that isn't that the same girl who was in um Smallville? Yes, that's uh Christian uh Kriok or whatever. Christian Kriok. Like I would I would have the story and it would probably be in some kind of tournament fashion 
but there would be more reasons kind of leading up into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. It would not be as terrible as Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Like I think about all the terrible things of Mortal Kombat Annihilation, and I just want to say like none of that, none of that stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think the, I think the war backdrop works for it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think you still have to have guile on air. I, I would want it to play up some of the things like this is a video game. So don't take it too serious and play into those things, but also it's, it's hard for like some of the game, the, the fighting games to adapt them from a fighting game, which is usually tournament based to, um, like think about them, like Keller Instinct, all of those fucking things, tournament based. Um, but to change it into something that isn't that it's hard to get that over. It's, um, maybe, you're trying to recruit someone. Maybe it's an origin story for somebody or, or maybe it's just, I, I don't want it to be mortal combat because I think using the Kuma, it can easily turn into mortal combat and you don't want to retread that. But I, I think the military thing, if they would have, if I don't think we would have the complaints about the guns as much as if they had, let's say another $10 million, right? Mm-hmm. And they were able to put in a CGI for the supers. Yeah. That brings the movie up. It, it breaks 150, 150 milli. And we're jazzed about it. Well, I mean, let's take a look. Like, uh, again, I'm a huge fan of Bloodsport, right? And Bloodsport yeah. was technically, you know, one of those type of genres of like, hey, you're fighting this guy, you're fighting this guy, you're fighting this guy. And I think they did a good job of being able to have a tournament scene while developing a story around it. You know, my homeboy got capped. So I'm going to get revenge. So do you adapt maybe like, as I think we talked about a little bit um, this weekend, this past weekend, would it be like the street fighter two animated joint and just like guy's not currently in the military. He's former military. And that's how you get rid of all of the military shit. Like he's in it and he's in this tournament, kind of give him the motivations that Chung Lee had in this. He's in this tournament because somebody needs to take out these motherfuckers and he feels like he's the guy. Yeah. You know, he, they can do a flashback. He had some partners or a team. Bang. They were, they were T-Hawk working. And Charlie got murdered. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Instant story. You know what I'm Boom. saying? Boom. Have Akuma in there at the end being the end final character. And then you, have you have Cammy under the mind control thing that happened and she's like an assassin mm-hmm. because she looks so cute. You don't think she's going to do anything, but then she's breaking niggas next with her thunder thighs. Yep, you know what I'm saying? She's doing that thing where she like twists on her head and breaks her yes. neck and back. Yeah, that's how that, that joke was tight, man. Like, like honestly, the animated movies did a whole lot better than the I'm, actual movie. I'm going to watch some tonight. That's why. <laughs> so, um, in the last few minutes, how, I, I got, I got two questions for you. Mm-hmm. Well, one really, one actually, one question. How many Hydukins do you give this movie? Out of how many Hadoukens? Out of five. I give this movie... Take a number, well, take a number. You know, I'm going to give this movie like three Hadoukens, right? Okay. Uh, at one, because it came out at the time of my age. I love this movie. Right. You know, this movie, this movie was awesome. Like, I haven't seen this movie in 20 years, and as we talk about it, all the scenes are rushing back. Yeah. Like, oh my God, this happened, this happened, this happened. And I think for being memorable, that that definitely uh, helps. And Street Fighter is not to be taken seriously. And I think they did a yeah. good job of somewhat keeping things light and keeping folks en- engaged. And uh, I would say like, yeah, like three Hadoukas. With that being said, you know, like you could have gotten Michael Clark Duncan or somebody else to play ball raw. You could have. Not, not 94, not 94. He wasn't around in 94. I, I don't think you could get him in 94. I, but also, you know what? You're right. You're right. I'm wrong. You know why? Because they want for a lot of no name or kind of lesser actors. So they could have got him. They could have just picked him up, grabbed him up. But then also you can't have him bigger than, cause Michael Collins is a big dude. If he's, he's bigger than, if he's bigger than the dude that plays Zangief, then it makes Zangief not as good. Who's a plus in the movie. I mean, Balrog was bigger than everyone except for Zangief. But but, and I, but I think like if put it this way, I like so Raul Julia is legitimately like six two six three. Mm-hmm. He's not in a lot of scenes with the dude that plays Zangief. I think the guy that plays Zangief is not that super tall. And Michael Clark Duncan is six five. 
Yeah, he's a big guy. Was 6'5". So, you know what been really fire? If Mike Tyson wasn't in jail at the time. <laughs> it's like, you're Balrog. It's like, what's my motivation? Just be yourself. Be yourself, don't that been, damn, they should have made a they should have made a movie about Bar. If they had Mike Tyson playing Balrog, that could have been like a whole villain movie right there. You, you and Bison being the homie Vega somewhere cheering him on. You know, if he didn't pass, I think he passed in 1994. If we did the the Fei Long one, if we were able to work Fei Long in there, you know who would be a mm-hmm. fire Fei Long? Who? Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee would be a fire Fei Long. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still do you feel as if there is a future for any kind of Street Fighter movie remakes, real life happening in in the future, in your opinion? I, I mean, I think the legend of Chun Li probably killed that. With the um, silver bullet. I, I think with all of the stuff going on in esports. I think mm-hmm. if they put out a really fire game through Capcom and there is some like you did you watch High Score? High score, the movie. It's about... a it's a gaming documentary that's on Netflix. Oh, 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 oh! I, I started watching it. I haven't finished it yet. Yes. So I think it's like episode three, episode four. They're only talking about the gaming, like fighting games, like Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. and Street Fighter. So if esports gets a hold of like really motivating Capcom to do a fire game and it does really well, it might be a nudge to push some shit out there. And I think it would be a Netflix property. So there's some stank there because mm-hmm. Netflix, sometimes their stuff isn't as great, but they throw a lot of money at it. So if you gave it the pro- the power, the, the project power budget mm-hmm. and um, it's just like, look, Jamie Foxx is going to be Balrog. It's like, all right, man. And just said, look, here's 80 million, make a street fighter movie or a six part um, series. I'm there for it. I'm, I'm there for it. Um, because and, and here's the other thing. When that Mortal Kombat joint comes out, maybe that gives it the juice to say, you know what, we're going to do the reverse. How Mortal Kombat in, ni- in the 90s came out after Street Fighter, maybe this is the reverse, that Street Fighter says we're going to make a comeback after this Mortal Kombat thing comes out and it's super successful. We're able to come back out and do something. Um, I would be do looking forward to it. Do like, uh, like a dark style Street Fighter, like we're serious, angry, moody Street Fighter, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I I don't want that. Um, what I would like is if like now remember like Scott, Scott Pilgrim came out, came out ten years ago, and I think that that was an effective way to hit all of the gaming stuff. And I think if they try to go for something that is in that action comedy genre, but do really good action with it, it can mm-hmm. work. It could be effective. Um, and I think I don't need any more dark and brooding. I don't need. Gao like looking like Goku Black and shit. I don't need that. Yeah, yeah, we don't want that. I think, um, and, and I guess that, what, what would you rate Street Fighter? How many Hadoukens would you give it? So I'm giving it Tiger Shots, and I'm going to give it three Tiger Shots. Uh, I'm going to do a crouching one. Tiger! Because that's what I didn't get in the movie. Um, but yeah, uh, I like the movie a lot. Um, and it's a movie that I've seen a lot and I remember it. And, um, I, I think in looking at it as a kid, there's things in there that, like I said, you could trim out. And, you know, I wasn't really vested in big into the game and knowing all the mythos outside of I'm playing this game. This is the guy I play with. And for me in the nineties, Gal was my guy. So I would have yeah, liked to have seen a sonic boom. Um, at least one, but um, I got two flash kicks, so I can't complain about it too much. I mean, if you were to choose Sonic Boom or Flash Kick, you are happy with the flash kick, right? I'm happy with the flash kick. If they would have had a little flourish on there, that's all you want. And just a um, yellow. I'm just surprised that the movie got made with all the production issues they had. Um, so they wanted to do a helicopter scene, the the big water scene that happened. That was supposed to be a helicopter scene and the Thai government said no aircraft. So that's why they literally said it in the movie. We cannot strike this place by air. We have to go by water. <laughs> so they had to attribute CGI to make the boat look invisible because they couldn't shoot in the helicopter scene. That's crazy. So they had so many production issues. And I'm just like, it's a testament of getting that movie done and putting out something that, albeit it's, you can see as you get older, there are gaps there. Like all the fighting style is the same punch, punch, try to do a special move, punch, punch. Um, but at a point 
the bison like troopers became like cobra troopers at one point to me, like from G.I. Joe. Let's shoot at everything and miss everything. Hey, but but you know what? Their costumes are fire though. The, the costumes, costumes in this movie is fire. Yeah, yeah, they were. I think they the were. only I think the only costume that didn't quite work as well, uh Actually, uh, Sagat, just the way the Sagat was presented wasn't good. Um, the eye patch was there. Also, it was a funny line when, um, when Bison was like, Oh, you didn't see that? And he covered one of his eyes because he was like, They snuck into your group. Oh, I guess you didn't see that. I was like, Wow. <laughs> Shame. Yes. Uh, so any final thoughts and feel free, please, please, please shout out your website. Thank you again for coming on. Um, any final thoughts? Shout out Coplay Media. What do you got? Um, uh, definitely check us out on coplaymedia.com. Definitely check us out. Uh, we recently had a show with me, uh, with me and Demo and our significance discussing, uh, our love for Lovecraft Country. Uh huh. And, uh, you know, that was good. We got some good in, uh, some good info in there for you. And, uh, we're going to be getting up with some other folks and doing some other shows. We're going to be talking about this whole, PS5 versus Xbox thing coming out, you know what I'm saying? Which one is the best one to get? So you guys and, specialize uh, in the you guys specialize in the blur in the geek culture, just like because uh, because I don't know when this episode is going to come out, you know. So uh, so you guys okay, specialize everybody. in and yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you guys specialize in like kind of that news, so you're a resource for that. Where can they find you at? Yeah, you can definitely find us on DC Radio, uh, ninety six point three HD four. Uh, uh, we've been working with them for a while. They're still, uh, they're, they're still playing us every morning at 9 a.m. Saturday morning. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you can find us there on their station. And, uh, I'd say the best way that you can catch us is on Facebook or Instagram. Website? I'm always watching it. The other guys are always watching it. We're a gang. You know what I'm saying? We're like the ASAP mob. Wow. You know, well, except we're together. Wow. But. Wow. wow. And, and the website one, one more time or what have you just so, cause oh, every, oh, yeah. cause everything is there too, right? Yep. Yep. Everything is there. You can find everything at www.coplaymedia.com. Not Coldplay, but I do enjoy their music, but Coplay, uh, media at G, uh, coplaymedia.com. So again, thank you, D, for coming on. This has been a treat. This has been a lot of fun going back through and unpacking, um, 1994 Street Fighter, which is in its 26th anniversary. So for D, Coplay Media, I'm Rob Lee from MTR Podcast, and this has been Let's Watch It Again. Here come the chef with the Kinsu nut. He wanna take my life and put that on my mama and serve my 